Mm-hmm. He's very gentle. We've got a new guy started with us. His name's Pavel. Yeah. He, uh, he's from Slovakia. Mm-hmm. He's like really humble and he's just full of smiles. He's and he's a wrestler since guy. he was six. Wrestled since he was six, morning and night, every day of his life. And Olympic he team is coach. Honestly, a yeah. fucking monster. Recruited very to assist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very, very strong. And yeah, like you could feel when he's got you that he could just pick you up and. Throw Chuck you down. on the ground, and Jeez. he did like a was it a fireman? Fireman's fireman throw. Fireman throw. So I was there, and then one second everything was upside down, and then all of a sudden I was on my back. But Someone sent me screenshots of of like the sequence <laughs> of you flying through the air, but, and the funniest shit was is that the whole time Pavel's down like spinning you, he's smiling. <laughs> he never stopped smiling. It's so That's good, so big smile. Oh yeah. man! But even when he like dropped me, I could feel like if he just put some weight into it, my yeah. back probably would have snapped. <laughs> but he was gentle. He was very gentle. He was gentle. Oh, yeah. that's bad. Is he's he coaching lovely. you now he's or is he just great. rolling? Yeah, I hope so. That he's on a, we're kind of trialing it and we're trying to find a space it. for it and get everyone excited about it. Fuck yeah. Oh my God. Like yeah. wrestling, That I'm trying to get my head around wrestling concepts because, well, yeah, because it's so it's such a big part of Nogi. Yes, please. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Where's the guest cup? Can I not have the gold cup? You can have whichever one you want, but there is a guest cup. Guest yeah. cup's there. And what 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 is the guest? It's a special guest yeah. cup. Well, I'm down for the gold, golden. That's the Midas cup. Uh, you can have the gold cup if you want the gold cup. Can I have the? Can I? Or yeah, I of ruined? course. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Have I ruined the flow? Because I haven't changed. Well, it just depends on whether Paul capable of detaching from Thank it. Thank you. Oh. Is that normally? No, no, no. It's not. It's not. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was only joking. <laughs> I was joking. He did look at me as that. Well, that's definitely not my car. Okay. <laughs> it's, Sorry. it's normally heaps funnier because we mostly have guys on yeah, the show. Yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> that's amazing. Hey, um, we're recording. We've been on for a couple oh, minutes, just so you guys know. So don't say anything stupid. Um, guys, welcome to episode seventy-seven of Jungle Brothers Podcast. A uh, couple things before we kick off. Uh, we're drinking the Panavore coffee today. Thanks, Tree. You're a legend. If you haven't been to their cafe, it's in Pagewood. Hit it up. Uh, internship. Thanks, Paulie. Filling up my coffee cup. Thanks, Our Tree. internship kicks off on the 22nd of October. If you're interested in that, come at us. Junglebrothers.com if you want more info. And we're hosting a Persian yoga workshop Ooh. on the 14th of November. I Coolest thing about it, it's yeah. got Persian nothing to yoga? do with yoga as you know it. It's actually, uh, that's a sly dig at yoga, which, you know, let's, let's get okay. to that. That's okay. We're down for that. Um, it's a strength and conditioning system that's been used traditionally in Persia, now called Iran, uh, to prepare warriors for battle. And they now use it for their wrestlers. And so it's all around these few key implements that they use. And the fella Kashi is going to come and introduce us to that. So it's like a three-hour introduction workshop to this art of Persian yoga. Very cool. Is that that mace stuff? Meal. They call it a meal. Oh, a meal. But it's but okay, yeah. Yeah, and we've, like in the, yeah, we've turned them into, I think, I think a mace is one of the fitness Thanks. implements we made in the West and also the club the bell. Bat, the club, the club. Okay. Yeah. And the bell. Ah, uh, yep, the club mace. Bell. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. But um, guys, uh, it's, uh, it's Joey, Paul, T in the house, and we've got a friend of ours, Shona Virtue, with us. What up? Thanks for joining, man. Thanks for having me. Not your first time at Jungle Brothers. Not my first radio. But you haven't been here for a while. Yeah, first time you've seen the uh, the dojo upstairs. Yeah, it's so sick. For anyone listening, if you can make it down, you definitely need to. It is badass. Seriously, because I came out here last time, I thought it was pretty badass. And then to come here this time to see the mezzanine built and that kind of cagey thing you got going on. Mm. That's it's not so your epic. personality, Joe. Well, it's not my personality. Cagey thing. How do you mean? No, I was a joke. Oh. But I was just trying to be funny. <laughs> but I take that as a compliment because yeah. I had a big role in building that mezzanine. It was, it yeah. was essentially T's big project. Role. Was yeah. it? Thank you. So yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, white belt decided to put the, the jiu-jitsu. The white belt yes. put the jiu-jitsu mezzanine. And I still I didn't get a fucking hot. blue belt for it. <laughs> I asked. <laughs> I'm getting told that You're that's the reason to why I don't get yeah. it. It's because I keep asking exactly. for it. <laughs> <laughs> I can just wear one one day. <laughs> Fuck it. See if someone takes it off you. I guess that's a good way to go oh, about can't it. Can't take it off me then. Can't take it. Take it. <laughs> I'll just run around the gym real fast and dodge people. <laughs> Fuck it. Just start, just start throwing kicks and punches. <laughs> I had that with an old training partner. He, uh, he told the coach he wanted his, and I won't mention names. He told the coach, I'm ready for black belt. And the coach was like, well, and he was ready for, you know, you would consider him ready for black belt. And then the coach said, well, uh, one of our biggest rivals, who's a black belt, is competing in a couple of weeks. I'll give you a black belt, but you have to beat him. 
And he was like, all right. Wow. And he went to the comp and he lost. But he never had the back belt taken off him. So it was- Oh, he gave it to him anyway. Yeah. But I couldn't imagine a shittier way to receive your black belt. I was Mm. like, that was so ugly. And then it was like, we came into the gym and he's still wearing it. It's like, are you a black belt now? And he's like, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was was awful. That sucks. Uh, No one uh, forecasted worst case scenario in that situation. I think you have to believe, don't you? I think it was just a a disrespect of the process, you know, of that ceremony, which is like, you'll only ever get the black belt once. Like, so it should be a nice moment. You know, like getting any belt. so true. You got a blue belt recently. I'm sure it was quite an impactful event. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it was exciting. I sort of feel, I'd still feel very white belt. I'm not going to lie. And she's calling out any of the blues or purples out there that want a piece, come get some. Come get it. In six months. No, it's what it's what it's like though. You always feel a little bit underqualified when you get it. Hundred mm. percent. But I won't. It, it was a, it was people there. It was, it was a, it's been ten fucking years, it's been bro. 10 years. It's been eighty-three. When I get it, I'm going to say it's about time. Yeah. And there's going to be a big party. <laughs> uh, my, sorry. My, well, hopefully, sorry. Paul's listening. <laughs> um, Shona. Yes. Can you give us a little uh, oh, a little background you're not on you? Going to make me do the background thing. Fuck you! We're going to make you do a background. I mean, you keep it as brief as you want. Okay. How did you get here today? How did you end up here with us on the show? You're going to make me talk about the Rav? No, you don't have to talk about the wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, like Joe's how did, how did it come wheels. to be that you're on our podcast today? Uh, how did it come to be? I actually don't know how it came to be. I, I came here a couple of years ago. Was it two years ago? Almost. Yeah, I guess. It's something like that. Came here two years ago. I'd, I don't even remember how I heard about you. I, all I know is you uh, You were told, our friend Danny Clayton, Danny Clayton, us, that's told, us, told us about you a long hey, time hi, ago. Danny. So you guys got to connect with this girl, Shona. I know she's such a legend. She's super in line with what you guys are doing. And I think we're at the time, we're like, yeah, yeah. Like everyone, like we get that from people. They'll be like, you got to check out this mate of mine. He's totally in line with you guys. And then they'll send me a video. This is his Instagram. And he'll be doing like shitty calisthenics or like right. some kind of, some, right. and we're like, oh, not really. Okay. But is that what happened when you saw my Instagram? It wasn't at all. And we didn't actually. <laughs> okay. Just for anyone listening, Joe just <laughs> fucking did a micro expression. It was just like Dude. little smirk. And I was like, okay, <laughs> nah. You definitely eye rolled when Danny but, sent you. Totally, totally. Yeah, you were like, okay, another friend that's into whatever exactly. we're into. But in truth, we didn't actually ever connect. Uh, from what I can remember was the first time was when, when you came. came to do the workshop here. Yeah, and it was a sick workshop and I was like, okay, this is amazing. And so, and then after the workshop, I stayed for some jiu-jitsu or I came another day to do jiu-jitsu. I think it was a Thursday night I came and rolled and um, yeah, I was scared shitless. But that was sort of very much the beginning of my jiu-jitsu journey and I just loved everything that you guys are about, combining strength and mobility and jiu-jitsu and it's, it was right up my straza. Nice. It's the German <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm going to add that one when, to my report. When Paul and I <laughs> yeah, were first going to Germany, Paul was using Google Maps to like figure out like hostels and stuff. We were going to, we went to Germany uh, for Hang the on, World what's Cup. What's he going to say here? When we were like, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Like, but what happens and, in Germany stays And in Paul Germany. was referring <laughs> to these streets. Uh, and he, you know, he's like, oh, so there's this street at so and so Straub. <laughs> And, I, and, and we were like, Straub, oh yeah, Deussen Straub and, and Meissen Straub. Because when the Strasse is written in German, it looks like, looks a, like B, a B. It's a yeah. Straub. The listeners don't know that, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. We got no, it all. Yeah. That's like, um, uh, what do we call the plie? When it was in the ply. Ply. Yeah, we were, we were, we were <laughs> coaching the ply. So awesome. And I was in here showing, so doing it on the video, saying, okay, so for your ply, you need to have your feet in this position. No and then Nikki way. walked in and she said, that's a plie. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh damn. <laughs> Did you have to refilm ply. everything? Uh, it was yes. an internal video. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was fine. fine. Yeah. Okay, all good. <laughs> yeah. all good. Uh, so, okay, yes. So quick quick little background. Um, I come from a gymnastics background, so we're aligned there. Um, I trained as a gymnast for, God, I didn't even know how many years, like nearly 10 years. Um, was wow. doing it, yeah, I was doing it like serious. It was elite level. Um, and I was too young for the 2000 Olympics. Um, you had to be 13. I wasn't going to be 13 for those Olympics. So it Holy came shit. down to a choice of do you want to, keep training and move to the AIS and 
quit school um, or do you want to kind of have a life? And I chose life. Um, I didn't want to sit around life. for another four years and yeah, yeah, and do it. But I honestly, to this day, I can't watch gymnastics anymore because it's, it's always this like inner battle of like, what, oh, if? what if? Yeah, exactly. Mm, wow. It kills me. So um, I then moved into dance and I'd – what had started to happen was that I basically, this is not a fucking short summary, is it? This is Go, man, we got time. Story. Big pot of coffee right there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so guys. So anyway, this is just trying to explain my ethos, which is basically, again, aligned with you guys in that I'm really, really passionate about trying to combine strength and, and flexibility or essentially cultivate more motiv- mobility. Um, but basically with dance it was about really pushing your flexibility there's a bit of strength there in fact there's quite a lot of strength there but for the most part it's very much about flexibility so what started to happen was that I lost my my strength that I had from gymnastics but just kept Mm. this excessive amount of flexibility and then I started to get aches and pains so in dance they were like at this time why don't you get into yoga <laughs> back in the day. And so they're like, if you have back pain, yoga is what you mm. should do. Mm. <laughs> it's like the naturally. common advice, mm. right? Yeah, mm. naturally. So I, um, I went into yoga, started stretching out even more, and it was just really – can I swear? I, I've already Please like swear like hundreds of times anyway. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so it was really fucking everything up um, royally even more, but I just kept going and kept going. And it wasn't until I actually did a PT session um, with someone who was like, you probably need to strength train, hey? And I was like, nah, fuck that. I don't want to get bulky. Um, and so I just listened to him, let him take me through one session. I walked out of there completely pain-free. And I'd walked in in, in that kind of like joint. I mean, you, maybe you guys don't know what, what it's like to have like hypermobile pain, but it's like- I've never felt it. You've never felt it. It's like, I'm sure you have, do you have clients here that are like- One day yeah, I'd like to be able to feel that. Just a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> just <laughs> one day. <laughs> it's such a shitty feeling. It's like kind of like you're like achy in the joints, but, but you're so flexible. Mm. So it's not like stiffness. And you kind of think, oh, if I stretch it out, it'll make it better. Um, and it just makes it worse and worse and worse. And so I walked in in pain and then I came and did um, strength training and just felt like pain-free when I walked out. So from there I was, I was hooked. Became a yoga teacher, then became a personal trainer and then realized that I really needed to combine the two and create something that was about combination. Because what you often find just with human beings in general is that we tend to gravitate towards the things we like and neglect the things that we may not like slash need. And so it was about trying to make it all very accessible to people. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. typically you have guys that don't do any mobility work and you have girls that, mm-hmm. you know, overstretch and go to their Pilates classes and want quote unquote long lean muscles and so they think they're gonna get that from stretching mm-hmm. their tissue. Um, and they don't do enough strength training. And so it was just about trying to combine the, the two. When you combined them, did you come up with something similar to the gymnastics <laughs> at the end? Sort of. Yeah, I guess yep. I used a lot of principles from that. Mm. But but for some girls, like even that's still like particularly with hypermobility, like even some of the gymnastic stuff at times I have to stay away from if I'm not also doing like the heavy the heavier lifting stuff that's just sort of really, I don't know, I, you know, I, I guess it's a, the neurological response as well, particularly because hypermobility has so much to do with your nervous system. So when you lift and you have to recruit so much tissue, it it just seems to like bring everything back together and you just feel so much better. Whereas if you're doing the gymnastic stuff, which obviously is still, there's a lot of recruitment, it because it's under your, like you're, you're in a sort of your deepest range and then you're trying to recruit that tissue, it's like, it still gets you when you're hypermobile a little bit. Makes sense. <clears throat> so you found that some like basic strength training has kind of been the key there to just bringing a bit of restoring a bit of balance for you. Yes, a hundred percent. And so yeah, it was just about building building on that and trying to get the word out there. And and then I found jujitsu. Right, which yeah. is the Got ultimate expression hard. of all physical attributes, or I perhaps so. ultimate destruction ultimate of all physical <laughs> attributes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Depends on your perspective, yeah, right. your approach yeah. to your training. Yeah. Exactly. Depends if you're 20 or 40. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Perception is reality. I don't know. It's funny. I love it so much, um, and I will try my best not to just spam the whole podcast talking about how much I love it. So we'll Where do you train? <laughs> what jiu-jitsu do you So um, I've just started actually nogi uh, down at Sydney West Martial Arts um, and for down at like it's just Where around the corner I know it's so Penrith. far away is it Penrith yeah. yeah I drive an hour <laughs> there and an hour back wow, just to get there for that's this amazing. it's badass yeah, yeah it's okay. really good um, and uh, and they only do no gi 
They own, uh, they do one fundamentals class just for anyone that wants to still put the gear on. But yeah, they're pretty huh. much like oh, they're like that. that's great. They're they're <laughs> we very. We should do that. <laughs> <laughs> ben, you want to do gi. that for eight? He's like, we got to get him in the geese. <laughs> we got to get him in the geese. <laughs> now it's like more. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn it. No, no I'm sure I say no gear. Here's time. a question with that with that gym. <laughs> mm, when me. they grade their students, what the fuck do they do? They put belts on over the top of their no gear clothes, or do they make them wear this yes. uniform? like a for grading day so luke luke martin who is badass with leg locks um, i've seen luke, i don't know him personally but i've watched him commentate the event and i've seen him compete yeah and he looks very very fucking good insane yeah. insane um and such a maze training out there because i feel like i've just started again and it's a jo- it's a bit of a joke everyone's like you're a blue but like when we stand up to line up for the class and i just try and hide down with the white belts because i'm like i'm not blue belt here honestly like i feel really shit because it's a whole new thing like no gi just feels so different to me coming from gee um and uh yeah what was the question fuck lost it um the belt i don't know but i give you a belt yeah yes so the belt no so basically what happens is i think in the past they'd done um yeah you put your gi on and and they do it that way but i think now luke's changing it so they've got a grading this monday which i will not be trying to. <laughs> I reckon like so what about know. like a coloured? Um, <laughs> Got to be in it to win it. Coloured uh, top. Yeah, you or do. Like yeah, that. you do have the coloured. Yeah, yeah, but you do that's have the things. but you know you don't hang the coloured polyester top up on you know, on your wall. You hang the fucking belt, man. It's like it's gone through the ages. Samurai wore. Oh, that, that you shit. do that? You you hold on to your belt and hang it? Fuck yeah. Well, I mean, I don't you know yet, but maybe one day I will. Do you still in a have your white box. belt? No, because it got given oh. to. What did they do with it? Maybe I do have it. I can't remember. It was all, when I got given my blue belt, it was all very haphazard. And actually the coach, I, I don't know what he was thinking, but he, um, he graded a purple belt, like a, a guy that was blue. He took his blue off, gave him a purple. Yep. And then he was like, Joe, come here. And then he gave me his blue belt. Oh. And so I was like, oh, cool. Like I got this old blue belt. And then the blue belt came up to me and I was like, can I get my belt back? Because I kind of want to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> and, I like, and I was like, yeah, I guess I got to buy a blue belt. No worries. <laughs> Yes. So, so I think, that I don't know what happened, great. but he probably took my white belt to give it to some new recruit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Resell it for yeah, 15 maybe. bucks. <laughs> Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, I was just going to clarify for folks, if you, if you don't understand the gi and no gi discussion, in jiu-jitsu, you, typically you wear the, the big heavy kimono and that's called a gi, G-I. And then there's this other aspect of the sport, which is where you practice it without that uniform and you just wear like a rash guard and fight shorts or tights and that's no gi jiu-jitsu. Yeah. So they're the two fat. And the difference is with the gi, you got all the grips, right? You got all the grips. And so for, the, for gi, I w- train at uh, Garage Jiu-Jitsu in Bondi and, and um, yeah, my teacher's name is Gi and he's- Gi's an old house. homie. Shout out to the guy I know him Shout from way back. Shout out to he's awesome. And I owe so much of, yeah, he's, his, the way his brain works, he's really conceptual in the way he teaches. So it's like very much about understanding concepts and he really drills it in. And so, yeah, I just, I, I, I'm just, I just got bit really hard. Wow. How yeah, many days a week are you training? I train every day now, except yeah. Sunday. Actually, Sunday now I don't train because most of the time no one's open. <laughs> I would <laughs> if I could. if they are. Yeah, if they were, <laughs> I would literally oh, You're addicted. You're really amazing. Yeah. I don't know if it's a good thing. Can I ask how old you are? 33. 33, right mm. on. Mm. I actually, um, I... <laughs> yeah, why, why? Why? No, I was going to say like, I mean, I expected you were around that age. I think for a lot of folks, um, you get bitten really hard by it, particularly when you're in your 20s. And it's, it's also when you have the time and the physical capacity to just do it all the time. Yes. I think to take it up or to be in it now in your 30s, you have to be a lot more intelligent about how you manage your recovery, how you manage the volume, your approach to the training, all that stuff. Accessory work as well. It's very important. Yeah, 100%. And also for women, like menstrual cycle. So I just checked my, do you guys- do you, know, Do you get extra the strength when it's? Have you guys heard ah, about the whoop? I got a whoop for my for Misa, Fuck my yeah. partner. She loves it. What yes. is it? Do you get? I dig this so much. No, so it's not a watch. So basically, it just gives you a lot of data. I'm opening it. I'm not texting someone, by the way. Just I'm just opening it. But today, my recovery. The, the reason I bring it up is that my recovery was at seventeen percent. Is really bad. Holy shit! What does that mean? You're about so to die. So I'm about to die. So my oh my. Uh, my HRV today was 76, but normally it's at like in the 200s. Heart rate variability for heart those rate not variability. in the variability, Exactly. And so it tracks your sleep, it tracks your heart rate throughout your sleep, it tracks um, heart rate throughout the day. It's, it's honestly, it's changed the game for me in terms of just being more aware of things that you 
normally might push through. It just gives you more feedback. It's just data at the end of the day. It's so a take a break kind of thing. Totally. Or not. Which I will not. Because there's sometimes <laughs> you're like, okay, now. I feel like I need a break and then it's telling you, no, you don't need a break yet. Go yeah, try. that too. Exactly. No. Yeah, mm. totally. So is it an app or is it the hardware? So the hardware is taking the feedback from my heart. So that is not a Apple Watch with it's this app on it. It's a... Okay. Exactly. So what is the benign kind of thing that sits on your wrist, exactly. doesn't it? Okay. And the yeah. whole interface is totally. Yeah. Ah, I see. It's got yep. the laser so thing. What's it called again? A whoop. A whoop. Yeah. Whoop de whoop. Yeah. It's really. Well, I, I'm I not selling one. it. I kind of used to be against wearables, but I think I want one because everyone I've spoken to is like, everything has improved since wearing it. Yeah. Like my sleep is better. Yeah. My my energy management, just everything's improved. It tracks your RAM. It tracks your um, SW, like your deep sleep. It tracks. And, and so it kind of gives you an indication. So for a really long time, I haven't been getting any RAM and I wasn't aware of that. And then I've started to change and, and in, like create a, a bedtime routine and it's completely changed the game. And so that's, I started to see HIV go up. And then um, what's been interesting as well with menstrual cycle is that I noticed as well is that you know, during your um, follicular phase and then your luteal phase, like you have different HIVs and yeah, exactly. All right, wrong. Is this menstrual right. cycle? No, no, please. I'm, I would like to know <laughs> more. Follicular and luteal. Yeah, you know. Fuck off. I know you know. I this. don't know. What? I don't. I don't. Um, follicular you don't makes me think. Do you have any women training here? Let's talk about this order here. No, I can't bring this to. Yeah, fifty percent of our gym are women, and we've all got wives here, so we need to know. I think it's important. It is. It is super important. You have to do that. You have to do the research. Yeah, but I like. I don't want to. No, because I'm not going to do it right now. I'm going to be like dropping facts that are like slightly off, and then I'm going to be like, oh, so you'll be torn to shreds. Better than well, not just torn to shreds, but then everyone's going to be like, is it this or that? It's like no, we got to be. We got to be factual here. But I highly recommend. What happens when you go into your menstrual cycle? Do do does does this take energy out away from the body and make you feel like yeah? So basically, a week out longer recovery. Usually, a week out from when you have your period, your HRV will drop, which is right. not what we want. So for the HRV heart rate variability, we want to be high and we want our resting heart rate to be low. Right. Um, and so your heart rate variability is something that gives you such a strong indication of the state of your nervous system at the time. And so it's really, am I too far away from the mic? No, not at all. Okay, good. Um, and so it gives you a really good indication uh, that you may not otherwise be aware of. Because you know how you have those people that train and they're like, you know, they're, you know that as a trainer, you know they're overtraining. Yep. And they're like, but I feel fucking fine, man. I, I just love it here. Fine. I love training. Yeah, I love training. It's like, okay, but you're also going through a divorce and you <laughs> haven't had sex in eight weeks or whatever it might be, right? Mm. Um, that's not my current situation, by the way. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, not that there's anything wrong with it if it is your situation. Um, but <laughs> just, can you see, I'm such a disclaimer machine. Totally, yeah. <laughs> which we'll talk there's about no when we get to social media. Yeah. <laughs> disclaimer machine. <laughs> <laughs> so... Wait, where was I up to? Anyway, basically, it's it just gives you indication as to how your body is actually coping on a physiological level mm. that you may not otherwise be aware of because you've been so good at ignoring signals for a really long time. You know, so that's I can see the use in one of those. I probably wouldn't. I I'd, I'd test one out, like I'd do it for a month or something like that, try and learn something from it. But just because I'm not that used to wearing wearables yeah. all the time. And I fucking ruin things. I go through a pair of shoes in like six months. Type thing. So I would just, I'd probably just have to, you know, learn from it and then see I'll, if I can carry that over. Yes. I would put one on my wife so okay. I can monitor her. Put one on her. Heart, right? The, the uh, whoop. Yes. Yep. And then I'll know when she's in a grumpy mood or not. <laughs> when yeah, to, when to, yeah. When to buy yeah, presents yeah, buy, and be bring really some flowers home or something. Yeah, you that's share beautiful. <laughs> I actually Cook think dinner. that's a really good idea. <laughs> well, I do that every night anyway, so. No, yeah. only joking. Disclaimer, wife. No, <laughs> I don't, don't, don't cook every don't night. Cook every night. <laughs> 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 yeah. He's moonwalking. Uh, T's making a moonwalking. I bought, I bought one for, um, for Misa for her uh, birthday a couple of months ago. But um, she, uh, you probably don't know, she's hard, she's twenty three weeks pregnant, and so she. Did, um, did I tell you that? Yeah, you I told did me. Tell and then that. I was like, don't, "Am I allowed to say it on the podcast?" Oh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's everyone knows. Um, actually, not everyone knows, but we spoke about it uh, last Congratulations, week. Congratulations, Joe. <laughs> Thanks, man. <Mesa>. Super <laughs> excited. Yeah. Um, but the, I was like, I gave it to her, and I'm like, I'm sorry because like in six months there'll be a newborn, 
Like, like your sleep's going to be fucked up and you're only, this is only going to tell you how fucked up it is. Yep. But I was like, but I think there's a couple of good six months ahead and then you can just, <laughs> you know, but it's, yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to have one. Um, I got three kids and my eldest, I suspect isn't sleeping that well or doesn't sleep that well. I think he's a bit of a mouth breather potentially. And um, he got for his birthday last year, he got like an Avengers Fitbitty type thing. I don't know whether it's the Fitbit brand. I think it is actually. Yeah. He, he wanted the watch, got the watch. I downloaded the app for it and I didn't realize it came with all this shit and it actually measures his sleep. But I think it's a really poor man's version in terms right. of the detail that's involved and the yeah. accuracy on it. Plus he has to wear it to bed in order to do that and that distracts him because you can play with it. Yeah. Um, but I would like like something like that, for instance. I'd love to actually monitor him um, over a week and see how he's sleeping because I'll pop my head in there and we're wondering, you know, and we'd, we'd like to learn from the data and then, you know, how he's reacting, how he's behaving the next day. The moment it's a bit of a guess. And if technology can help can that, that. it exactly. really cool. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We've got to use tech for good. Yeah. Should we talk about using tech for bad? Let's talk about it. So give me an, <laughs> give us a rundown on the, the – we today was kind of a big topic that we're going to get into. I know. Right. I w- yeah. Let's go. I'm excited. Let's, do it. Let's hit it. And I so, mean. and so, there was a couple of parts that tied into it. But what what came to the forefront was um, redefining, essentially talking about. No, no, wait. D- don't go there. I was going to say, just let's. All right. I'm so on the social. Like, let's talk social media. All right. So we're well, talking I, social media. So just to give you background on this conversation, Joey had messaged me and said, like, hey, like we have an idea of what we want to talk about, but what do you want to talk about? And I was like, oh my God, like I love to talk about like women being like stronger and empowerment through strength. And I, I say this with a funny voice, but I'm genu- I'm obviously genuinely passionate about that, but I feel like there's just such a huge issue in social media um, and mental health and maintaining it. And I feel like that's the direction you wanted to go in, right? Well, yeah, that was kind of the thing at the forefront of our mind. Yeah. But then on discussion, we're like, well, these things are kind of inextricably linked in well, a way. Well, they are, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Let's drop it. So like let's. So the social media piece, I'm halfway through The Social Dilemma on Netflix right now. Right, which, which I haven't started yet. Have you guys seen that? Just watched it fresh off the press. Fuck my life. It's Is it depressing? It. Same guys it's that did Chasing depressing. Coral. It depends on how you oh, see things. Nice. I think it's amazing. Mm. It's not depressing at all. I don't all. know what it's about. Can we get mm. a summary? Is anyone good at summaries here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could give you a short one. Um, it's a Netflix doco. Uh, it features a lot of interviews and conversations with people who worked quite high up in development and um, management in high-tech companies, big ones, Facebook, Pinterest, Google, Instagram, Snapchat, etc. Um, and they're uncovering uh, – well, they're basically saying that there needs to be rules and regulations for tech companies – because they are highly responsible for what's going on for billions of people and they're smart guys, really smart people, I should say, who are there writing code that influenced so many people. They're motivated by money, um, which is a problem, um, and they are using their smarts and to pray, to you know, basically take advantage of vulnerable people or the vulnerable traits in human beings. Yes. You know, and now that's moving into the political arena, which is the most probably one of the most scary that's the scenarios scary. that's how it actually imagine. transfers from an innocent little bit of code mm. into say something more on a global political mm. yeah. kind of thing yeah and i and i think i mean one of the big things i took away from only having watched half is that it's the it's the gen y kids correct that are the ones that are getting truly the fucked over yeah because and and statistically there's a lot of things to show that it is having a hugely detrimental effect on their lives because they've never had a life without it Whereas yeah, we tra- have, exactly. so like we, we can- transitional generation, isn't it? Yeah, for them, it's just always been the way of life and it's causing harm on a, you know, on a mass scale. Mm. Yeah, we're older, more mature. And like, so we're, as in us in this room, we're a little older, more mature. So we got more of the tools, but even different adults aren't susceptible blocks. to, you know, their vulnerabilities. People Absolutely. have different traits. I think so. And you catch someone at the wrong time, 
Yeah. It can just negatively spiral for them. I was sitting on the couch with my mum last night and she turned to me and she sort of showed me her Instagram. She's like, oh, this photo didn't get many likes. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) what? And she's she's not, I mean, she gives zero fucks about it most of the time, but even her, you know, so it's like, it is about about accessing vulnerable aspects of our psychology Mm. as human beings and pinpointing them. And and even someone like my mum who did not, you know, grew up in Fiji, like super poor, does not care about that cares about what happens like offline and in real life and even for someone like her there is it's tapped into her need as a human being for gratification you Mm, know and we all have it we all have it that's okay but it's just how good are these apps at making us more addicted to the validation that we get and the gratification yeah well the doco basically reveals that that. that's their whole job right yeah they're you know, they're just trying to engage you more and more and keep you engaged. Yes. Because absolutely. they're selling your engagement. In marketing, it's called like the economy of attention mm. and like different. And this is where, you know, coming from someone who works, you know, a lot of my work comes out of social media. Um, it's like every post that I have or even people will have when brands come at an influencer, for example, they'll they'll look at 10 different influencers and they'll say, Okay, the economy of the attention is like h- how much attention is this person going to get from a post versus this person? And so this person who gets more attention is more valuable, right? And it doesn't always necessarily mean if someone has more followers that they're going to get more attention. Sometimes if someone has a smaller community but it's more engaged, they'll have, you know, mm. they'll get more money or they'll get, you know, that's be, more valuable that's more to valuable. the company. Exactly. So for the listeners, um, you're a social media influencer, right? You've got almost half a million peop- uh, people follow you, right? Right, right, yeah. right. And it's so funny, like every time... <laughs> I took a big breath. Yeah, that's half a million. The word. Almost. No, not the, what's, it's funny enough, it's not that, yeah, it's the word. I look at that, I'm like, crap, yeah, yeah it's it, a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It, it, it's so funny, you know, when I, I remember when I had like 3,000 and I was like, fuck, imagine 3,000 people standing in a room listening to what you had to say. It's bananas. There's a lot of people. And so then when you compare it and then you think about, okay, right now, yeah, almost, almost half a million people standing in a room listening like that, you know. It's, it's powerful and so, yes, I definitely cannot deny that I'm an influencer. Um, I think the, the reason I cringe at that word is because it's sort of the umbrella term for a lot of shitty people. Yes, yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, 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 but in actual fact, it's a position of, uh, we have, uh, 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 there should be a level of, of moral responsibility when you have totally. a, that kind of audience. Um, I think there's moral responsibility for all for all of us. For sure, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like, th- uh, the the bigger the way. audience, the yes, the almost well, the the more impact you have. Exactly. You know, and I you mean, can quote uh, Superman if you want. What what's that quote? With great power comes oh, great yes. responsibility. <laughs> Isn't that, I thought that was Batman. It's not Batman. It's one of I those. thought it was Spider Man. Demi gods. Yes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in, a, in a way, you know, if you start having a bit of pull, you know. Exactly. Just, just on that point, though, I, I often wonder that in my own mind, looking at things, it, it always comes to mind with NRL. You know, you're seeing NRL yeah. players often get in trouble for doing stupid shit. Mm. Yeah, and it's always like, oh, another NRL player fucking did whatever. And, and you know, and then there's all this blow up. Oh, they should be better people and whatever. And in a sense, I'm like, oh, it's some young guy that was just good at sport and got launched into this career and some money thrown at him just because he has notoriety, why should we actually expect that he should be a better person than he is? Like, is it fair for us to expect that because you're now earning a million bucks a year and whatever, and you got a bit of a, a celebrity profile that you should, is it fair to, to expect I more? I think so. Well, I think th- for sure it is. I mean, you're getting paid to do a job and that job in, in, uh, uh, entails you being a role model to a younger generation. And not just that, you're, the, the, the things that you do get emulated by the people around you that look up to you. So if you're treating people like shit or you're doing dumb shit, then all of a sudden it becomes socially acceptable. So I think for sure you have a responsibility. So I, like I, I agree that it should be, but is it written into their contract that they're a role model? That's what I mean. I think it is, where isn't parameters it? I, I, don't, I, thought, I, don't know. I thought normally there's a good behavior clause. I think it says yeah. don't yeah, yeah. be a dickhead on weekends. <laughs> <laughs> on Monday. Yeah. yeah, but what's the definition? So of we want head. you to be a fucking yeah. savage well, when the ball's on the field. That's the problem. I think, I think a lot of these contracts are very uh, are, are easy to manipulate because 
it allows you to make a, a, a scapegoat of somebody who's not going to be, uh, you know, a star player. And then when you've got someone that's a little more um, marketable, that's that's a golden golden boy or something like that, you can skid around the edges and and allow them a little bit more leeway because obviously they make more money, you know? Yeah. So, so then social media, in a sense, has really given rise to, it's, it's super unregulated from that perspective, isn't it? Because it's given rise to people such as yourself, which thankfully you, you are, you seem to be a very good human. Thank so you. that's, that's excellent. But there are people out there who perhaps carry levels of influence and don't have any of the, uh, this feeling of obligation to spread a balanced and healthy message or, you know, share good politics or, 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 you know, bring to light social issues, whatever, right? Like, it's, it's kind of the Wild West in a sense. It is the Wild West. I, I think we also have to consider, like, is it social media that's bad or are humans just fucking shit? Sorry for the dark thing, but it's like no. we, we, have, we have dark aspects in our, in our psyche that I think social media just brings to light in a way that it never ha- has been at the forefront of our awareness before. So you could, it's, it's similar to the way people are like, oh, fuck, COVID sucks. It does, 100%. But it's also brought to light a lot of the dysfunctions in our society, like not just, you know, in our day-to-day lives, um, you know, restricting us and forcing us to sit in our quote-unquote shit. Um, Hopefully not literally. That was a metaphor. <laughs> Whatever. <I> Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. It's okay if that's what you're into. Um, <laughs> no, no judgment. <laughs> um, but also, you know, environmentally, politically, um, it's exposed a lot. So I think that social media, you know, like for example, we're not going to get angry at like Samsung for creating TV or for, for you know, producing a TV that happens to also have bad TV shows on it. Right? Right. Yeah. So, so I think that with... I, I, okay, so to come back to Social Dilemma in a sec, because I do think that, that the tech companies do have a responsibility, definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, that's been wild wested to a degree, right? But I think that also we have to, as consumers, take responsibility. Like, where are we potentially perpetuating this? Because as much as it has to come from the top down, I think it also has to come from a grassroots consensus of like, hey, social media is like exposing some pretty shitty aspects of us as human beings, we should probably take responsibility for this. Yeah, and learn how to critically th- or, or practice totally. critical thinking yes. and, and know when you're in this echo chamber and no one's going to challenge your, your point of view. Absolutely. And this, this um, when you talk about like this uh, exposure of the, the shitty part of humanity and, and like you said, we all have a bit in it, but if you have constant exposure to anything, your, your perspective starts to change and your mindset starts to become more of that and i think this is this is really problematic because mm-hmm. once you start shifting population mindset that's when these movements start to happen some of them are positive some of them that we're seeing now are, are, are really detrimental and, and i think uh social media has had a huge role to play in that you know yeah definitely i think something that like for anyone listening to remember is that we have because it's in our back pocket because it's on our phone because it started you know facebook and and all these things started as this thing that seemed like you were just sharing aspects of reality like you were kind of just like sharing a little pic of your family or this and it was very personal but now what influencers especially have become very good at is sharing what looks like is very real and personal but it's highly curated um, and it's highly curated to look real so that then when they happen to post something that's selling to you, whether it's their own product or a different product, you're like, whoa, that's real. Because the rest of what you have seen from them also appears to be real. Like it all fits into this kind of common thread. Totally. So Mm. it's really subtle behavioral manipulation, basically. Yeah. (laughs) And this is where it's really important to be well aware of that going on and then kind of put put it down know when to put it down but as we were talking about it's like you know young people don't know when to put it's it the down vulnerable that's what it's I'm the mainly vulnerable. concerned exactly. about i've like been there ones. before actually only like recently because uh we're, well i did a little we did our marketing section for the, our internship and i sat in that joe um <coughs> delivered it and one of the um challenges he put out to us was to post every day and i got up to posting once a week and that was kind of like good and i couldn't stop checking to see right. how many more likes. Be, oh, there's two more likes for that post. Oh, someone's commented. Okay, i comment back. But then all of a sudden you start scrolling. Before you know it, it starts to become this sub, this like, like 
this behavior that you just pick the phone up and you just look and you don't even you don't even realize you're doing it mm-hmm. and then it's almost like this window gets opened to your mind and, and stuff just starts entering totally. it uh, and this is when i think it gets a bit dangerous you know? that's a great point that's something that they they mentioned in the social dilemma is that um the i can't remember how it's articulated and it wasn't that this was intentional but what it's become is that the 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 social media has the ability to control your thoughts Fuck. can actually get in your head and start to change the way you think mm. when you're not with it and that's the really scary Ugh. part is because it's not like you just you know you're influenced when you're on it and then you're off it and then you're back in the room it's like no it's oh, kind of still so there oh gosh <laughs> yeah yeah so how do we use this tool for for, for good, good. How do you use it for good? I've been stalking your Instagram this morning, actually. Yeah. And I really liked what I saw. And it wasn't... Thank you. Uh, the exercise stuff is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But it's these, these little s- segments in between that I noticed. Um, and I'm not sure if this is what uh, what is, is supposed to be happening when you're looking at these things. I'm definitely not a professional when it comes to social media. But I'm looking at your... What is it a page? Yeah, like the... yeah the scroll? The, 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 yep, the grid the, feed. The grid. Yeah. yeah grid. The grid. And there'll be exercises, nutritional yeah. advice, all this lovely stuff. But then there'll be some quite hard-hitting topics that pop up. Yeah. Could you tell me a little bit about this process that happens within your page? Yeah, I th- honestly, like, I think those, those uh, small posts that I do that are a bit more hard-hitting are, are what I feel most passionate about. Not to say that I'm not passionate about fitness and things like that. Obviously, I am. Um, but I feel like... I. I I actually don't want people to be taking fitness advice uh, or nutrition advice from Instagram. They will. It's it's what happens. So better us than some of the other skinny T bullshit stuff that's out there. But um, I think that the more poignant posts or the point posts that really mean something to me, are the ones where I'm sort of like calling attention to this um, thing that's happening to society to a degree. Um, and also because I, I recognize that, I'm keeping people on Instagram by making content. And so I have this constant internal battle where I'm like, I know I have to post every day because the, the algorithm will fuck me up if I don't. And it'll go, oh, you didn't post. All right, well, we'll Punishment. shove you down the algorithm oh, list. Yeah. Um, so when you don't post, you get penalized. Um, and when I do post, I'm penalizing essentially my audience because I'm I'm calling them to my page. I'm calling them to stay on their phone. It's like just one more thing, like come here, give me your attention one more time. And so what I like to do now is post things that are like, get the fuck off this thing. <laughs> or like make sure you look up and, and, you know, or like take a moment to like do some breath work for a second. Or, you know, if you have time to scroll, you have time to stretch. Um, or how deep are you in the scroll hole? Like, is there something else that you could be doing yeah, right now nice. with your time? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I say that not from this like smug position, like I'm such a, you know, sanctimonious person and I never go on Instagram. It's like, I can only say this stuff because I find myself in deep scroll holes as well, where I'm mm. like, holy fuck, 20 mins. I could have done a whole yeah. <laughs> mobility sequence. Yeah. And if you, t- if totally. you times that over a year, you could do like a... I could learn a new language. Yeah. You could get a blue belt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was, most I people mean, could get a blue belt. Very, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, are you okay? Uh, I am. I'm used to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's when you need the sound thing. Yeah. Which one? Wait. Press the button. <laughs> uh, on that, uh, that topic... Shut up, oh. see. No, that is not the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did the womp, womp, womp. Yes. We got that, don't fuck. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we can make our own with your voice. I've got uh, another question yes, on that. Yes, please drop, drop so, it. So uh, let's look at a, a couple of examples. We've got, um, and this is really interesting. This one like, really grabbed my attention and it was, uh, is nudity and, uh, and the objectification of women in fitness problematic? And you had 315 comments mm. come through that one statement, and I thought, holy shit. Like, was that just the post was just that statement? Fantastic. That I loved statement. it. And I was just like, wow, look at the. And I was scrolling, and they weren't just like, uh, heart, heart, love this, no. uh, love like you, pray. girl. It was <laughs> fucking essays of people yeah. from the fitness industry, other influencers, giving their perspective of this particular question. And I thought, wow, look at the interaction here. And the topic is very relevant you know and and to to say uh when i look for your page there's still butt there's still legs there's still beautiful oh. body but it's not the first traps just butt 
yeah. for the sake of but. You yeah. know what I mean? You can. Yeah. There's a there's a different look for what you're posting in comparison to your standard fitness model. Um, I would uh, advise anyone to have a look at your oh, your stuff just to get get an idea of what I'm talking about. But how do you? The question is, how do you manage 315 comments, and are you involved in this conversation, or are you just setting the stage to facilitate? people to interact in this yeah that's, a, that's a good question i actually probably more the latter i wanted to just sort of if you're going to sit on instagram let's like you know it's good social media for a reason so let's talk uh, yeah i skip the small talk most of the time i'm always about going straight to medium talk right so it's like let's just go let's go deep with a question that a lot of people have opinions over and nothing gets people more fired up than feminism in general. And so that question probably sits under the sort of umbrella of feminism to a degree. Essentially I'm saying like, you know, is it bad that we objectify women or are we objectifying them or, and so yeah, that those, I don't manage 350. Like I could, I started to, and then some of them, some people get really triggered and really angry. And so I just check out because I'm like, okay, cool. You guys just have your conversation there. And then you have people arguing back and forth as well. Mm, well. Mm-hmm. And you let yeah. that go. You don't. I just let it go. Yeah. I mean, unless someone's being like racist or something, you know, there's some hate speech going on there. Um, in which case I'll just block it. For the Pastor. most part, you can actually do that, by the way. There's like handy tip. You can go in and block words um, in comments, which I think is really beneficial. Oh, especially these days. Yeah. So like it, because, um, yeah, with everything that's going on, it's like, you just don't want that hate speech in your comments. So it's it's handy to be able to do that. You can, yeah. You had a, um, you were really vocal around the, the Black Lives Matter yep. movement um, and you were posting a lot about and posting a lot of resources. I took a lot of inspiration from the stuff that you were putting out there oh, over that time. Um, but I, I noticed you also brought to light the fact that every time you talk about that stuff and stuff similar to that, you lose followers. Mm. Um what happens what is that and you know and and obviously for for someone who is you know it's your business you're trying to amass followers and attention but then you're also making a decision to to cull how does that all play out it's interesting because um for a long time i felt really passionate about being political on social media and you know really stating my claim and saying well if i have this many people i'm gonna i'm gonna be like Here's my here's my stance, guys. Particularly for something you know that's relatively close to my heart. For anyone that hasn't seen what I look like, I I am brown. So are you Fijian? You mentioned <laughs> yeah. your mom. Fijian, Indian, someone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's man. my mix. And man. then Aussie. Yep. On the other side. So, so um, you, you know, it's, it's close to my somewhere along the line. Maybe. Probably are. Yeah. Um, and so I feel quite passionately about something like that. So it, it started to get quite emotional for me. Um, but what I realized was that. Aside from like the losing followers stuff, like that doesn't bother me because people come and go and I think you have to be authentic because otherwise you're going to find you get this fatigue of trying to play someone. It's just like being in a relationship, Mm. right? Like if you are, you know, you can like fake it till you make it with someone, but eventually you're going to start to like aspects of the real you will come out and Mm. then it's like, wait, who the fuck is this? You're going to shit the bed at some point. Yeah, exactly. And so the same thing happens on social media. You can pretend for so long and there's so many case studies like this where there's so many people that have come out and said, it's not me and here's how many filters I was using and this is not the life that I blah, 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 blah. And so... I just what like admitted to admitted their audience to the that fa- it's been a, a facade. Yes, it's been a facade, and that they've you know here's how many photos I had to take to get one perfect one, and we, we've sort of it's a really common story, um, and so I'm not about that life of having to like keep up appearances. That'd be tough, right? That said, what also starts to happen if you're like. I just don't think it's possible to be fully authentic on social media. And the reason being is that it's not and it, like, like we really need to get into our heads. It is just not an authentic place. It is curated. No. It is like, there's it's just a show, isn't it? It's really? A show, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, like being on stage. Totally. Like if yeah. I was really going to show you like a day in the life of Sean, it'd be like, wake up, have my probiotic, have my coffee, take a shit. Like you want to like, do you want to see me take a shit? Maybe on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> PS, I don't have an OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> yet. We'll see if things get desperate. No, no, no. I'm joking definitely joking okay so <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> okay so now i'm thinking about only plans where was i up to what was i up to taking a shit taking a show on the real stuff right, exactly yeah. the real stuff so authenticity um and so i think that no but what was the original question um uh, how you manage that like yes. like you know talking about things that talking you know are going to turn some people off yes exactly and so then i came to the realization that fuck it's just social me- like 
the real stuff happens in your real life. So what started to happen, I feel, with Black Lives Matter and, you know, any sort of political movement, even when it was like Brexit time and all, all sorts of things going on, is that people start to get really aggressive about these posts that are quite performative, like kind of showing like, here's my political stance and here's, you know, it's about joining a group more than it is about what you're actually doing day to day. And so then people start living for the gram as opposed to actually going, like, well, okay, that's great that you posted a black square or posted a, someone else's infograph that they've put lots of effort into getting the statistics for and you've just copy and pasted it and put it in yours. But, but what are you actually doing when you're voting? What are you doing when you're making purchases? Like uh, all those sorts of things are the difference here. And so I started to think actually – there's too much nuance that gets missed in a single political post. There's too much grey that cannot ever be covered for in a single post. So now I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, if there's something I'm truly passionate about, then I'll post about it. But for the most part, it's like, you guys know where I stand. Yeah, right. You know? So you try, you try not to cover all of the bases through social media now. It's like, I'm going to let that go and that's just my life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'll address that in my behavior. I'll address it in my behavior. Yeah. Because the real stuff is what's happening on offline, you know, and I know that I have, I do have a platform, so I have to honor that. Um, and so I'll do one post, but I got so caught up in that. I mean, it really, I was really feeling Okay, you were shit. working hard. I could see you yeah. a lot in. You obviously had a lot of shit coming back at you. Totally. And it was exhausting to have that kind of energy constantly. And, you know, and it's like, every. I was like, and there's a pressure associated with that totally. where it's like now's your time you have a platform do something and yeah. it's like oh fuck what do i what do i do can i actually affect anything here yeah am i just adding fuel to a fire am i yeah am i yeah. actually contributing in a way that's beneficial or am i the other thing is is that what we're taught you know particularly i think if you're trying to live a more mindful life is to not be reactive Right. And, and to sort of take pause for a second. So when something triggers you, uh, triggers an emotional response in you, let's say off the gram, like just in real life, <laughs> the good old days, um, <laughs> and something happens and you feel angry, like the idea behind what I like to practice, which is, you know, mindfulness is, is take a moment, take a deep breath, pause before I react to this this um with whatever emotion I'm currently feeling. And that's why I do yoga. That's why I do meditation. On Instagram, what can often happen is that people expect these very instant responses from you and it does, you feel hot and you, and because you're in it, you know, you're really in that scroll hole, you're deep in that hashtag, it can be, it can be hard to actually take a moment and actually put the phone down for a second and practice mindfulness. And so I found myself like not meditating. I found myself, but you know, waking up in the morning and checking my phone, which is just rules that I just don't break normally. So yeah, no, I've taken This is the... Is it plight? Is that the word? Of the activist, plie? isn't it? Are you trying to say plie, plie again? Ply. Ply. <laughs> plight of the activist. And, mm. and right. yeah, I understand uh, there's a point where you, you have to switch from this reactive to active uh, place, but someone's got to speak up as well, yeah. you know? So it's very – sometimes you can you could, you could step away from a space like that and think, okay, I've got, just got to cool down, and then – the momentum starts to lose and you're like, fuck it, I'll just let it go. Right, that can happen too. But in, in, in the, I think action is what creates change, you know? Yeah. So. But I think you have to create space for critical thinking. That's yeah. the difference. And so like I think if you can take a moment, put the phone down and just critically analyse the situation, the post that you're going to come back with when you do come back with a post that it's just going to be so much more effective yeah. and so much more, yeah, just beneficial. So... Speaking of, uh, speaking of posts, um, I, there was another really interesting one that you put up and mm-hmm. it was... Um, Is that the one with the, the camel toe thing? N- no, it was... That was um, very interesting. That little graphic. Isn't that great? <laughs> that was awesome. I should have put it upside down though. I realized... Oh, the, so it matched. Yeah. <laughs> to, to scale. <laughs> Someone brought that up this morning. They're like, have you seen this? You seen what your guest is doing? <laughs> I was like, that's fucking awesome. I, that it's was a big a, joke. Like, I started following you yesterday and that was the first post that came up. And I pressed <laughs> like, like on it and I was like, oh, that probably look a bit creepy. Oh, that's <laughs> only one post I have liked is the camel post. Post that to your liked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to normalise it. It's such a big deal, unfortunately. Yeah, anyway, unfortunately. sorry. Well, that was not the question I No, it was, uh, t- I'd like you to talk to me about, uh, or us about uh, the post on... Um, uh, you posted a comment on uh, the black and white pics of the uh, Turkish women. Yes. Um, can you tell us a bit more about that? 
<laughs> so the, that was such a disaster, that whole thing. There was a hashtag happened. gone. Fuck's sake. What? That was bad. Screwed. Yeah, but also wasn't it? it wasn't. So even that post that I then shared, which was about, was highlighting Turkish women and the violence against them. The black and white photo did not start with Turkish women. Right. So even that was not a fact. So what had happened was uh, there was a post kind of like viral thing that had happened where people wanted to just post black and white images of themselves. For like a week or more, yeah, I had no like idea few, what was going right, on. Right, it was a few days. Black the girls see like, the pattern emerging was females. It was like, yep. yeah, like girls supporting girls. Like yes, post, post you know, I nominate you, post a picture. Yep. Um, and so you'd get these DMs and, I, you know, you get these DMs saying like, I nominate you, like please post a black and white picture. And so I hadn't done it for a long time. And then my manager in the UK, she'd, she'd nominated me and I was like, like, all right, if Francesca's done it, I'm going to do it. I love her, I respect her. She's a badass feminist. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's let's do this. And I didn't even bother to look into it. I post. <laughs> Everything seems fine. And, you know, a few people are kind of like, yeah, great, blah, 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 whatever. And then um, then I, there's this one comment that's like this. I, I can't even remember what it was. It was like, this actually started from Turkish women and it was about you know, uh, being against violence. I, sorry, it was about violence against Turkish women and trying to make a stand against it. And so you've just hijacked this and this is Black Square 2.0 or whatever. <laughs> and so then, so then I was like, holy fuck. If I make a mistake, I'm so down to rectify it. So I was like, shit, okay, let me look into this. So then I start looking into it and I do find that this is the case. I read the articles, I look at different things that are about this sort of movement. So... I then share a post from someone else um, and they had done a really thorough post about this movement that had happened. So it, it did, it was a movement. However, they had claimed that they had started this movement. Then this New York Times journalist came in and was just like, I think New York Times, sorry if that's not the right fact, disclaimer. Um, basically, she had come in and said, um, no, actually like you're wrong this started holy somewhere else and so yeah it was somewhere else but again it was just women supporting women but it's like these are the so these are the things that are so fucking time consuming it was actually this that made me made that decision about not posting political stuff because i was like for fuck's sake like how many people have died and while I'm stressing about this, how many people have like, it's just such a tiny to nitpick on those little to things. nitpick on yeah. something like this. And the amount of fucking cortisol that would have like generated in all these people around the globe, looking at their phones, getting very stressed wasted out, energy. like wasted energy on something that just really isn't like where, where did it start? It's not important. Like, let's just put it down for a second. Let's chill. We just got, we need more chill. We need to not, you know, so, um, yeah, that, that, that's the, that's the background again. I, oh, wow. Yeah. Never, never again. See that. Yeah. Those, those type of stories turn me off. Right. They totally turn me off. Cause I have a bit of a love hate relationship with it. Yeah. Yeah. Social media, but yeah, that's just a headache. Hey, such a headache. It's like everyone's still supporting Women, right? Yeah, the same, the mm. same, the same. Oh, yeah, that's right. Totally. And so I, you know, so I know someone will come in and, and disagree with me here, but I, I just think that there, you know, what are we really giving our attention and awareness to, and and is it really in? Mm. Is it progressing us as as human beings? I, I don't know. I think that's really arguable. So what can what can someone do in terms of like managing this this thing, this tool? Well, yeah, that's in your hand that, you know, has great power and has great, you know, great, there's great opportunities to, to be, to educate through it and to seek enjoyment, but it also has this huge downside. Um, how does someone go about managing that? Uh, it's a really good question. I think the common answers are like, unfollow the people that make you feel shit. But that really triggers me, that answer, because sometimes I think we have to allow ourselves to get triggered and then it's actually up to us in how we respond. So I think it, there's nothing wrong with a trigger if we can kind of go, okay, well, what what is this bringing out in me? So, yeah, this, this common response of like, you know, follow people that make you feel good about yourself. But then you know, as someone of color, I'm like, uh, well, if I post something that is calling attention to your privilege, quote unquote privilege, or something that you may not have known about, you know, experiencing racism and you're like, mm, I, uh, she just can 
complains too much about racism <laughs> and then you decide to unfollow. It's like, fuck. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? So I think it's it's like too, that's too blanket advice. Too simplistic. Too simplistic, mm. exactly. So actually I think, I think one of the best things that you can do is pay more attention to developing and cultivating your own self-awareness. And this is just, obviously this applies generally, but this is why I've started studying psychology because I want to become a psychologist because I want to implement this more into not just fitness, but hopefully some legislative, I can never say this word, legislative change. Nice. Um, I think we need to, are you saying nice because I got the word out? Got it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> not because of the legislative not change. Of the, yeah, yeah exactly. He's like, I don't uh, know what it means. You just said it good. <laughs> thank you. Um, yes. So I think that we we just need some really severe changes to occur in terms of making you know I hate using the word mental health but yes mental health but what is that I think it's cultivating self-awareness better self-awareness of your mind of your emotions of the patterns of human behavior um, developing an empathy and we need to make that more intrinsic in our culture than it has been Um, and so I think that if you can put more time into that stuff if you can put more time and energy and effort maybe follow more psychologists maybe follow more people that are talking about understanding human behavior you know then it's going to make you start to think like oh shit like hey guess what i pick up my phone every time i feel a bit uncomfortable because i'm trying to avoid these uncomfortable thoughts what uncomfortable thoughts am i trying to 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 distract myself from and so then you put the phone down and you sit with yourself for a second and it's really interesting to notice just that pattern alone even now when I go out to to dinner with friends or or go go out to a cafe if my friend goes to the toilet I make it a point to not pick up my phone and check my phone you know I make it a compulsion yeah totally and I I just make an effort to just sit there and be like I'm gonna sit here and not my hands aren't busy I don't have a book in front of me even I could just I just have to sit with this and then the things that you notice it's incredible not just about yourself perhaps but also just about the world around you and when I hear I'm going on such a tangent but when I hear people say things like you know there's no when none of you will have any clue about this right now but when I have a lot a lot of people a lot of conversations around the single life and people saying oh there's it's so hard to meet people these days and where do you meet people and I just think fucking look up Look up, get off fucking Tinder and all that bullshit. Look up and strike up a conversation with someone about something that's going on in the world around you. It's so much more sexy, I think. Anyway, anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's a real disappointing one. The way, I mean, in my personal opinion, and this is coming from spending a good few years as a single man, I think um, for some reason in our culture, I don't know if it's a Sydney thing, I feel like it's an Australian thing, we're really fucking bad at meeting people. Like we're we're terrible generally at just having a conversation with someone at a, at a bar or a public place yeah. without it being super loaded in terms of like, oh, we've got to hook up now or, yeah. you know, you're not my type or whatever. But so the, the, the app thing sort of came in at an opportune time right. where people are like, well, we're shit at this anyway. Now we can just do it from a distance and it kind of makes the decisions for us. Yeah, I mean, and I guess I know I, I perhaps from the male perspective because there are social norms for you guys to sort of like make the first move, right? Or like make the sort of like yeah. do the hard bit of like coming up to the person and talking. But like, isn't, that, isn't that fun? Um, no. <laughs> isn't like, it Man. fun for us to do? Yeah, isn't that I've fun? I've been in the world's longest relationship, but I would think that would be the best part. It's fun, fun, it's fun, fun part. when it's well received, but it's very common. And I, I mean, I experienced this a lot where it's like, you know, like all the signs are there, like the looks and the smiles. Yeah. And then you go over and you're like, oh, hey, like strike up a conversation or can I buy you a drink or can we, you know, whatever. And um, there's like <laughs> a like a literal shutdown. Like, no, I'm with my friends and like a back turn or just something that denotes like total um, insecurity in that moment. And I'm not even going to fucking engage with you, even though I was just engaging with you. Is that the womp womp button here? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe womp they're looking womp. at the guy behind you. <laughs> Maybe it's the mullet. Okay, but, but hang on, hey, you know what I mean? It's like I you get punished for. It's like mullet. I'm just trying to facilitate this thing, yeah, and you get punished totally. for it. And so then you're like, I'm not doing that anymore. Okay, but a, a but lot this of that's is just a, uh, you know the fear of rejection, isn't it? I it mean, is, a, yeah, totally. A lot of yeah. there will be times where you, I mean, most of the time something's going to come out of it, like a conversation, like the the scenario that you that you talked about. There's probably happens much less than someone saying, yeah, let's, let's chat ha, ha, and have a drink together and whatnot, you know? Yeah, potentially. But I, I just compare it to traveling. And when you're overseas, there's certain countries where that is just done a lot better. 
we're socializing with strangers and having yes. a quick chat to someone and fuck yeah, let's have a drink, whatever. Like, but is it plays out a lot better? Yeah, but is that because you're the Aussie? You're yeah, yeah. Because I I, I don't I don't know whether we because we we're all Aussie here, so it's like how how do we blame? I don't know whether we can blame it on on that. But I think that also when we, when you look at uh, what's addictive about our phones? This is um, a fact. I'll leave a fact. Oh, it's not a fact. I could, it is a fact. Fuck's sake, China, just <laughs> say it. <laughs> just say the goddamn this fact. This is science. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this is something that I found. On <laughs> 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 this is something that I heard on uh, on Google. Um, but basically, that uh, little toggle that you pull down when you when you oh, yes. going through social right. That's part of. Oh, do they talk about this on Social Dilemma? They just they just they mention it slightly. Yeah, what's the so, so you, but so, okay, I'd so you know the pokies, like how you used to like pull yep. something down. Yep. So associating an action is what helps us to become super addicted to something. But what's addictive about this notion of pulling something down is what's called intermittent or invariable reward mm. or intermittent invariable reward, and. I think that's like uh, hitting on <laughs> certain people. Sorry, I shouldn't say hitting on. Striking up a conversation with another human being with the intention to hey, potentially yeah. romantically progress it. How good was that? I got that well out really yeah, yeah. right, didn't I? <laughs> For fuck's sake. Oh, I can feel all the feminists Give it the really degree already. <laughs> yeah. Give it that psych degree. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's all it takes. Um, so basically – you know, essentially what I think is like, if there is that potential of like, oh, is, is it, isn't it going to happen can be somewhat exciting and enticing about that situation. No. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It makes the wins that much sweeter. Yeah. It's true. Exactly. Not that I'm suggesting that people should get addicted to just doing that part of it. Um, but it's like when you pull the pokey thing. Yeah. You want it like you, you want the losses cause they make the wins sweeter but you don't want it to be like, haha, we've just drained all your cash and you're like now minus $200. You're like, fuck, I'm never playing pokies again. But if yes. you get like, oh, I just lost two bucks, oh, I'm going to be back in there. So there's a severity to the loss. Yes, there that's is perhaps, a severity that's to perhaps the loss. Important. That's key. You know, so maybe it's the gentle letdown, ladies. That's Do all you I'm know saying. what? Yes, ladies, actually, can I just say, I, I think these days. <laughs> How did we go here? It's I don't a know. dying I just art. My, my exactly. Now it's, <laughs> I've got flashbacks to all those years I was a wingman with you. Paul was the best wingman, even though he had fucking dreadlocks and all the girls wanted to talk to him. You made me with the dreadlocks. And yeah. I'm like, he's got a girlfriend. Talk to me. Yeah. It's pretty much our routine yeah. for quite a few years. But hey, um, <laughs> you got to be somewhere at I one. I do have you? to be somewhere at one. <laughs> we're going to wrap it there on a high note and we're yes. going to say, let's, let's continue the conversation at some point, like in Absolutely. a month or a couple of months, whatever. I'm down. Get you back in. I'd love that. Um, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure to, to have you here. Um, where can people find you? What's your Instagram handle, man? <laughs> well, after that whole chat of like, yeah, 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 yeah. Find me at Shona <laughs> underscore virtue. <laughs> yes, you can find me on Instagram. Shona <laughs> underscore virtue. Great. Like T said, a great model for what someone who is, you know, for what an influencer could be. Thank you. Someone who's trying to ride that, that wave and do it in a responsible and, uh, and powerful way. Thank you. Thanks Thank for having you. me, guys. Thank you, Shana, to have you back That's for great. a round for yes. another chat. Yes, be good. part two. Let's do it soon. Let's do it. Yay. Thanks, fam. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Uh, if you enjoyed that episode, take a screenshot of it, post about it. Um, tag Shona, tag us at Jungle Brothers Movement. And um, share it with someone who might like to listen to it because that's how you support the show and that's what enables us to keep doing the thing. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Thank you.